When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Welcome to this week's edition of Courtside with Christy and Gabe on the Her Hoop Stat Podcast Network. I am Christy Winter Scott, and I'm joined as always by Gabe Ibrahim. And wow, Gabe, I, I know I've said this every week, but wow, what a week in the W has <laughs> been. Yes. It's been insane from the playoff implications the topsy-turviness of placements now, people fighting for a chance to get in, and then now the jockeying for position. It's just been tremendous. It's been absolutely fantastic basketball. I think, I, I, I mean, there's obviously a bunch of disadvantages to this season um, and the shortness of it and that we're getting less basketball. But honestly, like, I don't remember this, the, the, play, the races being as close last season. Maybe I'm just like, misremembering but I don't remember like all of the little playoff seeding implications in these final games um last year and I think we're getting some really high intensity high quality basketball right at the end of the year um it just feels like all the teams can still turn over and you know either feel great about themselves going into the playoffs right. or miss the playoffs completely um and it's just it's insane and if you want I do want to plug uh, the new Her Hoop Stats website. Uh, uh, our, our fearless leader, Aaron Barzilai, and the help of our, our crack team of engineers redid it. Uh, it looks fantastic. If you're looking for a bunch of uh, great information, like me, like I'm always, I'm always have like eight tabs open. Uh, with the new, new like setup on the Her Hoop Stats website, you don't have to have all that. So uh, check it out. Oh, also, we never do this. You can follow us on Twitter. At, yes. at Her Hoop Stats is the best way to follow the podcast. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Gabe underscore Ibrahim. Where can the people find you, Christy? 
at Christy, C H R I S T Y W Scott 51 on Twitter and Instagram. So, yeah, a lot of hoops to discuss and you know we love tweeting during games and everything like that so it's a great way to interact a great way to continue to grow the game and stay connected with everyone who loves it just like we do if you want to hear me complain about the the minnesota Lynx going for a quick two down by three with less than five seconds left because i did that a lot last night Uh against the mystics yeah time and score but Boy, what a game, though. What a game, yeah. It was a great game. And, you know, with with Washington and how they've been playing, I would say from that that little respite that they had, I, I mm-hmm. think that made all the difference. I had a chance to speak with Emma Mieseman earlier this morning, and she was saying that, you know, that, that little break that they had, albeit mm-hmm. it, it was just, uh, you know, 24, 36 hours, they needed to separate themselves from the bubble. They needed to separate themselves from looking at the same surroundings, you know. Yeah. And after that, you know, they lost that game against Seattle. But I'm telling you, there was a different kind of spark and energy about how they played. And the same thing in the Dallas game. I mean, they had 27 assists, Gabe, in that Dallas yeah. game and shot the ball extremely well. But you know, just didn't get over the hump in, in overtime. The two times they played Dallas, both overtime games, and, and Dallas won both of them. But it, that was just a tough one. But the response, I thought, was fantastic against Minnesota. And that's yep. what Mike Tebow was looking for. How are we going to respond to, you know, that kind of a loss where you pour it all out there and you don't get over the hump? And, you know, I think – that Minnesota game really spoke volumes for the character mm-hmm. of the Mystics and their roster of young, talented women who just went out there and, and said, all right, we lost that one, but we have another one right in front of us. And we're going to take all challengers and we're going to lean into it. And, and that's what they did. And I, I'm proud of their, their effort you know, over this stretch of games, you know, they're trying to get into the playoffs. Still, the door is cracked ever so slightly a for, for a chance for them to, to get in. So, you know, it, it was just good to see the effort, I think, is what you're, you're yeah. looking for at this juncture. Yeah, and I think, you know, I, I think we, you know, that day of reflection really, um, it, it renewed their purpose for the season. And I think that was really important for them. Um, because, you know, you just get, you get into that middle of the season and, and it can be easy to say like, what are, what are we even doing here? Why are we, why are we playing? Like there's so much going on outside this bubble. There's so much going on in the world that, you know, is, it seems more important and, and it is, it is of course important, but getting to take a day of reflection, say renew, say why we are here. Yeah. I think it really benefited them yeah. um, on the court. Yeah, I'm with you. I think they've been playing much better. Uh, I think Tiana yeah. Hawkins has been playing much better. Leilani Mitchell has been incredible. Um, I mm-hmm. think in the what what she had 12 assists against um, Chicago in that right. big win, which was a huge win that for was the playoff a chances. Big 10 point win, yes. Um, and then she she had a double digit assist game the other night too, right? Let me I'm gonna check that right now. Yeah, she had 10 assists mm-hmm. against Minnesota last night, yeah. nine assists against Dallas. She's really learning how to play with this team. I think that's been. Just a massive difference for them is 
Leilani's seeing, you know, her bigs run down the court and she's finding them, putting it, putting it right in their hand. You know, when they put that hand up, yeah. the ball's there. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's awesome. I mean, you're big, you know how great that is. Oh yeah. Give me the ball, <laughs> but you, but you, you have to work for it. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. that's what Washington has done better as of late. I mean, it's been pace of play, but that starts with defense, right? So I think everything yeah. is kind of coming together. So you have this tremendous defensive energy where, you know, you see Ariel Atkins on the ground, just scrapping and clawing for the ball mm -hmm. and pitching it to Mitchell and she kicks it ahead to Jackie Jamelos. And, you know, that's the kind of energy that continues to lift you possession mm -hmm. by possession. So I, I don't know, you know, um, if, I mean, that's not like, um, that's not something coach Tebow's like, Hey, Ariel Atkins, get on the ground and get that ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not an XO situation. That's a heart and hustle a decision that's made by the players in terms of what they're going to do and what level of grit and yeah. competitive fire they're going to bring to the table on every possession. And I think that's what we've seen from Washington, especially over the last three games is that kind of intentional decision to get stops, the intentional decision to get boards. And coach Tebow said that he has really, um, appreciated how well they have done in terms of their help side rotation and you know just being up the line and being there I know there was a, there was one series where you know they were exactly where they needed to be and I think Emma Mieseman came up with the steal but it was just like a beautiful uh, beautifully executed defensive possession and I, I know that was one example that he was talking about um, when he said that. And then in the game, it happened. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, there it is right there, a great example of that. But it all starts with defense, Gabe. And I think that's what Washington has been able to do well. But, you know, Leilani Mitchell has all these assists in the last three games, and I get that. But at the same time, players are, are making those shots. Now, yeah. they, they were taking those shots earlier and not mm -hmm. making them. So it's not like, you know, they, they scrapped – the philosophy or the the plays that they had in the playbook, the shots were actually going in. So I think, you know, there's a lot to be said for that. I mean, Mitchell would come down and pitch it and, and miss a shot, you know? Yep. <laughs> but then now she's coming down, pitching it, and the shots are falling down. I mean, they shot, you know, 55, 56%. I mean, they shot the ball well in the last No, and that, you need that to happen eventually, right? Yeah. Like eventually the shots were going to fall, and I guess yeah. that's right now. Um, the problem is, and here's the problem, and we're, 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 we're really happy about the mystics. You know, we, we, we are, we, we cover this team very intently. We really respect all of these players. We really respect all the coaches. That's why we are so glowing about this team and this culture in DC. However, at the end of games, there needs to be better execution for the Washington mystics in the game against Dallas. There was no reason Washington should have lost that game. And as you mentioned, they've now lost twice to, to uh, Dallas. Yeah, that means the they don't have the tiebreaker. Yeah. And you absolutely yeah. needed that game against Dallas. They missed some free throws late. Emma Meeson missed a huge bunny that would have put the game away. And it's just kind of been like her season, right? Like she's played, she played really well, I thought, for the most part in that game. And she just missed a layup. And I don't, I don't know. I, we've been, I've been asking this question all season. Like, I don't know why that is. If she's rushing it because there's more pressure on her. If she's just in her head about it now, and it's, it's a thing. But you got to hit that shot. 
and and you got to win that game. In the Minnesota game, similarly, they almost had a, a similar situation where they they almost gave the game away. And I want to tell any basketball players listening, and and Christy, I hope you tell your your players this: <laughs> if you are trapped on the sidelines, yeah, with, with two players mm. on you, yeah, and you have timeouts, you should always know your timeout situation. Just call a timeout. Don't throw a pass. Don't do anything crazy. Don't jump out of bounds. Don't leave your feet. Don't keep moving. If you see two people and you see the sideline, you're trapped. Just call a timeout. At Ariel Atkins, who almost, who did uh, mess that up last night, and they got bailed out by by some decision making by the Minnesota Lynx. Thank goodness. Um, and add Jimmy Butler as well in the Miami Heat series. He's there done that go. a couple times. I was gonna say he's, these he's two are great players. They're yeah. they're phenomenal basketball players, but yeah. they 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 um. They mess up this little – it's just like a little error, and it leads to really big problems late in the game. So just know your timeouts, and remember, you can just use them. Just timeout. Hey, right. Okay. You, right. you can deal with the rest of the timeout situation later, but you can't deal with just giving away the ball um, in those situations. And there, there was That's a bad true. foul call on that Ariel Atkins. There was a bad missed foul call that gave Minnesota the ball. But still, just mm-hmm. if you're trapped, call a timeout. And I want to yeah. see some better late-game execution – from Washington here and, and they'll need it because so they have uh, the Los Angeles sparks mm-hmm. tomorrow night at 10 PM. Right. Um, that, which may be today, depending on when you're listening, <laughs> we're going to release this late Wednesday. So it'll probably right. be in your ears on Thursday. Um, then they have the New York Liberty on Saturday and then they play the Atlanta dream in a back-to-back on Sunday. Right. And they need help from Dallas who has, has a pretty tough schedule here. Mm-hmm. So Dallas plays Seattle tonight and or last night um we're gonna we're gonna assume that's probably a loss because (laughs) seattle still needs these games for the one seed as we'll get into then they play chicago on friday Mm -hmm. and then they play new york on sunday so you're gonna i'm gonna assume they're gonna win one if they win two i'm pretty sure that's it if they win two games yeah if they win if dallas wins two games that's curtains for the mystics they only win one of those games the mystics win (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're getting into we're getting into some know. tough territory right yeah but, the, but i love the it that's what it's about out. yeah they gotta win out they gotta win you gotta, out you gotta win out and, and you need late game execution and you need to hit your easy shots and, and i credit to them they played they played phenomenally against minnesota um against a really really good team in minnesota mm-hmm. um and they put they 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 put the they kept their foot on the gas they got out ahead in the first half and what you see mm-hmm. often with minnesota is Teams get out ahead in the first half and can't keep going in the second half. Right. Um, but with all that said, Christy, my question to you is, can the Mystics do it? I think they have the guts to do it. I think yeah. they have the heart to do it. And, you know, down the stretch in games like that, I mean, I've been on both sides of it, you know, as a player. And, like, well, on three sides of it as a, as a player, a coach, and a mom watching my kids in situations like that. And things, you know, you, you draw it on the whiteboard. Coach Tebow is great at his ATOs, right? And I don't know if they knew that the, the trap was going to come right away. Like, yeah. it wasn't like, okay, this is what we're going to do, and they're going to trap. Like, that happened so fast. Right. And if you don't want to burn it. I'm just trying to play both sides of it. Yeah, call the timeout. If that's what you need at that moment, but if you just have one and you can save yourself because the ball did get hit out of bounds, right? Cause Collier mm-hmm. hit that. I think she hit it um, from behind. 
and um, they had to review it and whatnot. But you know, you don't want to you don't want to give that up if it's such a close game. Because I, as a coach, I like to hold on to my timeouts. I don't burn those oh, things yeah. unless I mean I try to save possessions, but at the same time, I need at least two down the stretch. That so that the Mystics, the Mystics and the Miami Heat. If you don't watch the NBA, <laughs> don't worry to. about it. The Mystics and the Miami Heat both had two timeouts in those situations. Just for, just as like a fan, like just please call the timeout. Yeah, just, just, yeah. just, just, just hit it for the for the nerves, for the blood pressure. I was, I was freaking out. I was, I was, <laughs> I was pacing. My dog is following me because now he's worried about why I'm so mad. So just for like my sake, Yo, ran a, Ariel called the right, timeout. Y'all ran a rut in the floor, walking back and forth. Oh my. Yeah. God. Sorry about those technical difficulties. We are back here courtside. You know, just we had to go. We had to go out to the concession stand, <laughs> the imaginary concession stand, grab some popcorn. Um, but we are back to talk about the race for the eight seed. We we're just talking about the Mystics, um, and I, and you know, I think I think they have a good chance here. I, I do think they put themselves in a hole with Dallas. Dallas is a very very good team, a very good young team. Uh, I think Enrique Gumbawale is going to be a super, I mean, a superstar, like a future MVP. Like she, she's a problem. She, she very few problem. can put in, very yeah. few can put in the basket like her. No. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I think, I think they have a shot. They need some help from Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indiana is actually eliminated from playoff contention, which I'm sure is a huge disappointment for them. Atlanta's still in it. Um, they have a shot. I'm not sure they're going to get in though. So it's basically down to Washington and Dallas. Right. Um, and we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, that game against the Sparks on, on uh, what it, it'll be Thursday night. Right. Uh, that's a huge game. And that's a good team. That's a yeah. good team in LA. Um, let, let's, let's shift over to what the Sparks are actually trying to do here. So the Sparks are the third uh, in the, in the three spot here. Mm-hmm. Um, as we head towards the end of the season, if you're unfamiliar with the WNBA's playoff setup, the top two seeds get a semifinal, a bye to the semifinals, so they won't have to play any single elimination games. Seeds three and four get a bye to the second round, so they only have to play one single elimination game. And then five through eight play in the first single elimination game, and then they would have to win two single elimination games and a series before getting to the finals. Mm. And no team has ever um, been from the first single elimination round to the WNBA finals. Right. At the top, there's Seattle, there's the Aces, there's the Sparks, and there's the Lynx with a slight, with an outside chance to get that one seed or even a two seed. Do you see, do you see any of that changing right now, that order? Well, I do. I mean, the way Neka Gumake played, I know she mm-hmm. missed a couple of games uh, with her back issues, but that first game back, you saw, you know, it was almost like she was testing the water. Let me see. Mm-hmm. And then boom, double, double. Like she just, yeah. you know, I think she would be for me, she stays healthy. That that's a game changer right there for LA and, and what she brings And boy, Candace Parker is playing like uh, uh, MVP again. I mean, MVP. she she had rookie of the year and MVP her first season as a pro in the league. And, mm-hmm. I mean, right now she is really looking great. I mean, I know 
people have her in discussions for the defensive player of the year because she's leading the league in boards and the way she's played defense this season. But I just think overall her vision, I mean, she just just looks so smooth when she takes it to the rim. And I know she's probably looked smooth over the course of her 13 year career. I get it. But for me, like I go from what she looked like last year, not being a hundred percent healthy, um, just having like every other week, there was something else that was going awry physically for her. And that's frustrating for a player like Candace, who has so much fire in her belly for her body to let her down last year mm-hmm. because of the injuries. I think it was so frustrating to see that, but the bounce back that she has had this season in terms of her competitive nature, number one, but it's her leadership for me that right. has really stood out. Um, you know, just grabbing players um, by the shoulder and, and directing them. I mean, she's coaching them up. She's staying steady and, and efficient and consistent. And, and she's boarding the heck out of the ball. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, there was this one move. She just floated to the rim and finger rolled it in. I'm like, was that slow-mo? It was real time, but I was like, was that slow-mo? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, and not a disrespectful slow-mo. It just looked so effortless. Not that it was a slow move, but it was like she was like in the air, like just gliding. And I'm like, wow, like just amazing. And I, I mean, I had to tip my hat to, to Candace Parker and what she's been able to do. And, and then Chelsea Gray. I mean, we're talking about one of the all-time great point guards in the league this season. And she has just been phenomenal at six foot. And I mean, she's just – she's a big guard who has tremendous vision, can make plays, but can also – score that thing and mm-hmm. LA is just flat dangerous as Cindy Weiss coming in I mean they just have so many weapons I'm hoping that uh Tierra Ruffin Pratt is healthy yes that she went down with a, a shoulder injury and she had shoulder issues when she was at North Carolina um, collegiately so hopefully it's nothing serious and that'll keep her out for a chunk of time but but LA it, they're just tough and I think they can jockey for the top spot I mean, they still have games to play. And, yeah, they do. And, you know, and, and a mark to make. I, I think they struggled against, uh, you know, that close game against Seattle. Um, you know, I thought they had that in the pocket and, you know, came down the stretch with Drew Lloyd. I don't know. Every time I look at that replay, you know, I can't tell if her heel was down like Sean Elliott back in the day. Yeah. Uh, like hovering or did you come down? But that, that, that should was tough. count. That was tough. I should. As a basketball fan, that you were, the fans should get a vote, right? Like that was too awesome to not count. I'm glad. I'm glad the refs were like, okay, we're just gonna give it to her. Like I mean, it's close enough. It's close enough. She's fine. Tough, tough, tough shot by Jewel Lloyd. But wow, Seattle's played great too. But but with LA, I think they can still, you know, make moves. Yeah. To get to that number one seed and Vegas as well. I mean, all three of those teams. I mean, they've got to just crush it from here on out. And, you know, especially L.A., I think they have more to prove than, than Vegas and Seattle. I think, yeah. I think it's up to L.A. right now to, you know, shift gears and go full throttle right here to finish the regular season. So here, here's the problem with, for L.A. Um, so Seattle, I, I don't – I think – I mean, I'm not like a math person and I don't see – like I don't, I don't see like a clinching scenario here in the WNBA's website to tell me how um, 
yeah, there's no clinching scenario for that top seed right. for Seattle. So I'm pretty sure if they win two more games, though, they get it. Yeah. Um, so they have Dallas tonight, and then they have Phoenix on Friday. The problem for L.A. is exactly what you mentioned. Tierra Ruffin Pratt is out with the shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. Um, no word on if it's a dislocated shoulder. Right. Or what ha- it might have just been a shoulder tweak. And as you mentioned, she's had problems there. So probably a good thing to just hold her out. Uh, Sydney Weiss is also out with an ankle injury. And Brittany Sykes, uh, she got hit in the midsection. Yeah. Um, so she's, gonna, she's questionable for that Thursday game against Washington, which is good for Washington's playoff chances, as we talked about. Um, but I'm not sure. I don't know. Like, as L.A., I really want the two seed to get to that, to get to that semifinal bye, but I really just want my team healthy. If yes. my team's healthy, I'm very confident in my chances in the playoff series of anyone because, as you mentioned, I mean, Candace Parker, the great ones just – they evolve with age, right? Mm-hmm. And she – you know, I think, I think every, every player, when you start getting up there in the years – you got to add a little bit of a little bit of old woman game or old man game to, to your repertoire. And she definitely has done that um, to kind of take the load off of being so athletic and, and um, you know, giving herself some new, some new depth here. And, you know, frankly, she looks like she can go for as long as she wants. Oh so. man, she's, she's killing it. Like she looks like to me, she looks like to me um, five, six years ago, Candace. Like seriously, yeah, yeah. seriously, with her burst of speed, like her ability to to make plays, like she's had like near triple doubles with how well she sees the floor at six four coming down and just like no look passes and stuff. I, I'm I'm a fan. I just think that she's so dynamic with what she has been able to do over the course of her career. But at the same time, this year in particular. I think has been one of the more special seasons for Candace Parker um, statistically um, as a leader, like every, every aspect of mm-hmm. what makes a good, a great player, an iconic yeah. player. Like she's one of those iconic uh, game changers. And I, I just, you know, I can't, I can't think of enough adjectives to describe um, how well she has done this season. No, she's she's absolutely been stunning. Yeah. Um, and and not that, you know, we, I think we kind of knew like if she's healthy, we're gonna see some fireworks from Candace. Because at the end of last year, like yeah, she was mad at her coach, and we took that we took that and ran with it in the off season. But she was mad at the situation because she was hurt all season, yeah. and they got to the playoffs. And they got smoked by Connecticut because that team had been playing together all season, and LA hadn't. Yeah. Um, and you knew she was gonna come back this year with that fire mm-hmm. and that. And she's a great player. That's yeah. what great players do. Um, so LA has, as we mentioned, Washington, then Las Vegas on Saturday. Now they could sneak into that two seed because Seattle, Las Vegas's schedule is very difficult. So they have on Thursday, which is maybe today, depending on when you're listening to this, <laughs> they have Minnesota mm-hmm. Saturday, they have LA and mm-hmm. then they have to play back to back on Sunday against Seattle because that Seattle. game got moved. Yeah. And for Seattle, uh, they have Phoenix on Friday, and then they have a break before they play Vegas on Saturday, on on that Sunday, mm-hmm. and that may be important to Seattle. It may not be. So there right. is, there's going to be some machinations here. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not. I, I think if I'm Seattle, and I have the one seed locked up, I'm packing it in on that last <laughs> day. I ain't playing. I'm not showing any of my playbook to Bill Lambeer. Nobody. I'm gonna let him yeah. guess at what we're gonna do in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, should they meet meet in the finals? Uh, and so LA has a decent chance to get that two seed. I think that one seed may be a little bit out of reach. As for Minnesota, they kind of, with, with losing to Washington, 
Um, they can't get up to the one seed. Mm-hmm. The two seed would be very, very difficult. Um, and I'm pretty sure they're not into not going to get that. But as a four seed, they'll have a bye to um, to the to the second uh, to the second round here, um, and they should be able to hold on to that. Phoenix is nipping at their heels; they're one game back of that four seed, mm-hmm. and Phoenix would love that because Phoenix just has like a whole list of injuries. Like every single day, there's I someone know. new on the. So Brittany Griner is um, is gone from the bowl for personal reasons. Doesn't right. look like she's coming back. No. Bree Hartley's already down with the ACL injury. I know. Lana Smith's having knee injuries. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Knee issues. Um, the Sophie Cunningham, also, too, I think. Has yeah, Sophie, I think, I think she's back in the lineup. But mm-hmm. um, the – I mean, it's just it's just insane how much that the, they're dealing with injuries and how much they're persevering through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nia Coffey, that's the other person I was thinking about. Yeah. Nia Coffey is – Nia Coffey's out. And somehow Kia Vaughn is now on this injury list. Uh, and she's been massive, and yeah. and you know it, it's just if they can get to that four seed, they deserve it. They deserve <laughs> they deserve a block after they all it. that. Yeah, scenarios. Uh, yeah, and then they they, they have they have Diana Taurasi though. That's, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm... Sometimes <laughs> Diana Taurasi's got to dig a spit. That's all you need. That's all you yeah. need. Sometimes I remember I heard Gino say that when um, when Diana Taurasi was playing for UConn and for Gino, and uh, someone asked him, "Hey, coach, what was the difference?" And he said, "We have Diana, and they didn't." Ah! Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I mean, I think that holds true right now to what Phoenix uh, wants to do, and obviously has been able to do. And Skylar Diggins Smith has just been phenomenal uh, over the last stretch of five or six games, and I really think. You know, after Diana Taurasi wore number eight with the name Bryant in honor of the late, great Kobe Bryant, um, you know, she said, I'm not going to wear this jersey if I don't do it justice. And, you know, she hasn't worn it since that one day, but since that one day, she has been playing with this level of fire. And, And to say that about Diana Taurasi, who always has a level of fire, but she has it on, it was like maybe on a seven and now it's on like a uh, 11, you know, on a scale of one to 10, um, just how well she has been able to shoot the ball, you know? And she said, Hey, we've simplified things. We're taking the open shots. We're just going to shoot it. And I'm like, Hey, listen, I would like to play that style. (laughs) Okay. Like we're not necessarily running sets, but we're going to move and cut and whoever's open, pull it. Um, you know, that's the best kind of free spirited basketball you can play. And yeah. Skylar Dickens Smith is thriving in that, that style that, that Diana was alluding to. And so, I mean, this is a team where I thought when Brittany Griner left the bubble, I was like, Oh wow, that's going to be critical to their success and, and push to the playoffs for a top seed and all of that. But you know, they found a different way to play and yeah. I, I just think for Sandy Brondello and the staff just to say, hey, we don't have our six eight six nine player inside. We've got to figure out a way to to change midstream with what we're doing, and, and that's that's tough. And they've been able to do that and do it well. So you know, kudos to Sandy Brondello as well. But yeah. you know, Diana Taurasi's out there, and Skylar Diggins Smith is full throttle you know, with her one-year-old baby in tow. And I love that story about the, the moms down there, you know, mm-hmm, and, and, the, 
and the sacrifices, but also the, the modeling that they're doing, like the, the role modeling that they're doing for their kids. You know, I think that's, that's just really been special to, to watch from the outside looking in the bubble. Yeah, no, I think, I think um, Phoenix is full of great stories, including Brianna Turner. Brianna Turner, I mean, what? Yeah. She went, I mean, she's been a very good player all season long. And then when you really look at her numbers, mm-hmm. um, there is a case for her to be on one of these all defense teams. But sure. over, their, over their six game win streak, or there's a five, they, they won six straight games. I wrote an article after they had won five. Um, if you had taken her as a team, she would have ranked third in blocks mm. among teams just on onto herself just behind herself. her own team, Phoenix, uh, right. in, in New York. So um, Brianna Turner has been phenomenal. She looks, she looks like, you know, spry, like just a little bit more, um, more modern Brittany Griner. Not to say that this team is better without yeah, Brittany yeah. Griner. That's completely ridiculous, but she has been, she has provided a new dimension to them. Um, yeah. And they kind of came, they kind of came crashing back down to earth a little bit against Connecticut. Um, three point shooting wasn't there, mm-hmm. and you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose those games when you don't have um, when you don't have your all your team. If things don't go well, it's gonna be very hard to get into games like that. Sure. Um, but like you mentioned with Skyler, I mean, as I just as we just said with Candace, the great ones find the way to evolve yes. as they get older. Can mm-hmm. uh, Skyler Ding and Smith this year? She is shooting forty one percent from three point mm. on. Th- on the second highest uh, percentage, uh, second highest attempts per game of her career. Right. The last season she was shooting 5.4, the last season she played, which was 2018. Yeah. She was shooting 5.4 three-point attempts per game, and she shot 29% on them. Mm -hmm. And she took that year off where she she had a kid. She went through through pregnancy. She's been very vocal about um, the struggles that she had to go through. But you can see Mm -hmm. that she was still – working on her game yeah and that's inc- i mean that's incredible it's like, awesome to, to improve that much yeah. um in her shooting and i don't know if you caught the serena match earlier today um i i you know i i saw it uh, via twitter like i i stayed updated but i wasn't yeah. uh in front of it i had to run the kids around but i mean the two left-handed hits that she had um you know, incredible. You have to do what you have to do, and you know, for her to wave at her daughter, you know, <laughs> in the stands too is very sweet. So I just think it, you know, motherhood is, is so motivational, but it's also inspirational to those who are watching these moms go out there and and do their thing and do it well and being consistent with that kind of effort. It's just, I mean, it's just levels to it that yeah. it doesn't get discussed enough. So I'm glad. You know, people are are seeing it and discussing it because I mean, it's it just adds value to our our human interest <laughs> in well, sports. She, yeah, it's major. After that, after that match, Serena, because she was playing um, Svet, Svetana Priyankova. I'm sorry if I mispronounced. No, that. Hey, it's better than but, I would have done right there with that. <laughs> but th- so they're both moms, and this is yeah. this is Priyankova's first um, tournament since she had a child. And Serena was like, she wasn't, you could tell how tired Serena was because yeah. Priyanka was, she had a great, um, you know, not to talk too much about tennis, but she had just had a great game plan. She, she committed to it. She played her ass off and Serena, you could tell how impressed Serena was. Mm. And she was just like, moms are incredible. Yeah. Cause there's, 
Mom, the, the way she played, the tenacity she had mm-hmm. was was on another level from where she was before. I, I think Skylar is showing that yes. um, in a similar vein here yeah. in her first season back since since having a kid. So yeah. shout out to Skylar Diggins-Smith. I'm really excited to see the team in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we want, the, we want the Mystics to get in, but if we end up with Diana Taurasi and Skylar Diggins-Smith against Enrique <laughs> Gumbawale and all those youngins, in Dallas, that's gonna be a fir- that's gonna be a fun single elimination game. That's gonna be one for the books. I can't wait <laughs> for the playoffs, man. I, I it's just I so exciting, just all the scenarios that you can imagine, and then shuffling teams around the matchups, and you know that one game drama that we're gonna have, you know, uh, on the first couple of days. I just think that's gonna be so great to see, and and a lot of fun to watch. All right, let's do let's do a pick 'em though. I'm gonna put you on the hot seat, like all I right. always like to do in these podcasts. Oh, um, snap. okay. All right, so who who gets the one seed? Let's start there. I'm gonna say Seattle gets the one seed. Yeah, I think so too. I think they're gonna get that. I think they're gonna get it. Um, I, I think. think Seattle can get the one seed. Yeah, I I know that L. A. I mean, I I like what Derek Fisher has been able to do this year. His name's been um, jumping around for Coach of the Year this season. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as Cheryl Reeve for what she's been able to do as well. But I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and say LA at the two spot. Okay. I'm going to go ahead. That's what I was and then, and then Vegas right after that. And I, okay, I have you know, a, I, have I, you have, I had, I, that's how I had my power rankings this week as, as Vegas, you know, being in that two spot. But I just think when all is said and done regular season, I think LA is really going to, go to a different level and i i don't know i just think they have they, a little more experience i think neca being healthy i just think yeah. there's a, a, a an ever so slight edge i'm not saying a, a dominant jump to two i'm saying like very very slight but i'm going to give the edge to experience of postseason play to la okay yeah. I, I i'm going with vegas because uh spoilers we'll talk about awards at some point but um, I have Asia as my MVP. I, I think they, they've been amazing. Derrica Hamby's obviously, I mean, she, I don't like when people say, oh, this person's a lock to win the award because I mm. think there's an argument for so many players this of season. Of course. Yeah. Except for six women, because that is clearly Derrica <laughs> Hamby. <laughs> yeah. That's, is, that's Derrica. Yeah. She's been incredible. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I love what Vegas is doing, but if you told me the sparks are in the two seat, I mean, it's going to be crazy here in the last few days. So I, I think yeah. that's, that that's fine. Well, you know, wherever you think you think they land. Okay, so now so we have we have Seattle, Las Vegas, and or Los Angeles. Right. And then the other and then the other one of those two. Who's your four who's your four spot? Who gets that buy to Man. the last buy to the second round? I'm going with Minnesota. Okay. I, I think they're gonna fight for that. Even though they lost to Washington and I still think they have, you know, they have ground in front of them to to get that four seed mm-hmm. i think that's going to be for them and then after that well, Harry. it does because i you know i want to say chicago as chicago phoenix is what i'm milling over right here in this spot mm-hmm. um oh we should mention i don't know if we've mentioned on this podcast azrae stevens is hurt um she left with she left the bubble with a knee injury she will not be returning the season Diamond the Shields uh, left the bubble for personal reasons, um, and it's it seems like she's not coming back. That's what Coach no. Wade said that they don't expect her to come back. So all the best to both of them. Um, hope everything's okay with 
um, Diamond. She, I know she was dealing with some injuries and, you know, being in the bubble. I, I think that can cause a lot of mental health problems. So I just hope she's yeah she's doing all right. Yeah, that that's definitely a hit for them with those two out. And, you know, that's why it's tough to choose between the two. Now, when you have a team like Phoenix without Griner, right, and mm-hmm. they've been able to do what they have done in her absence and then – Without Azure Stevens and without Diamond Shield, Chicago just looks a little bit different in terms of their depth and their rotations. And, you know, with Dolson, like she may get in foul trouble. So now your depth is even knocked a little lower. I, I just think that, you know, the overall decision for the sixth spot, we're at six, right? Or we're at five. We we're at the five six. At unless you pick someone. Yeah. Five. Let's go. Let's go. Phoenix at five. And then Chicago as six, just because they've been able to kind of manufacture a little more continuity and chemistry Phoenix has than Chicago has with their missing pieces and, um, and their depth issues. They just looked a little bit, a little bit fatigued to me because they couldn't get the, the breaks that they needed. Like when Washington beat them by 10 to me down the stretch, they didn't have their legs. Like their shots were short. And I, that's just me. And they just didn't get the the rest that they normally would. And not that it would be mm-hmm. for a, a, an exorbitant amount of time in terms of this rest, but sometimes, you know, a minute and a half at the end of a quarter is like five, 10 minutes real time mm-hmm. because of commercials and, and everything like that, free throws, da, 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 da. You might get at least a five minute break, right? But you yeah. know, they didn't really get that. So they're on the court the entire time. So I, I'm going to disagree. I think Chicago, because Chicago plays Atlanta, um, well, or depending on you're listening to this, they've already played Atlanta. Right. Um, so they play Atlanta and Dallas, while Phoenix has to play Connecticut and Seattle. And I mm-hmm. think just I'm going to go with the easier schedule here. I'm going to pick Chicago to snag that five seed. And that's a, that's a big deal because – uh, Connecticut is kind of locked into that six, seven matchup. They could get up to six, but they're probably going to, they're, they're in that six, seven matchup. Connecticut's a really good team, y'all. I mean, yeah. Connecticut's a really good team and, and they have to want Bonner who I think deserves some MVP credit. She's killing um, it. They have Alyssa Thomas. who deserves some defensive player of the year credit. Yes. Yes. They got some killers on that team. If they're healthy and Jasmine Thomas is dealing with some foot issues. Um, Brianne January dislocated her finger they're a gutsy team, though. Mm-hmm. So if they're ready to go in the playoffs, I don't want to see them. I don't yeah. want to see Alyssa. Th- I don't want to see Alyssa Thomas. <laughs> I'm sure she's very nice off the court. So uh, you know, I'm not gonna. I don't know her. Um, but actually, no, that's not true. Because John Cole Jones once told me. Uh, I asked her like, what what would uh, the coffee mug with Alyssa Thomas's face look like? And she was <laughs> like, I was like, oh yeah, Alyssa seems like really intense on the court. And John Cole goes, yeah, she's really intense off the court too. <laughs> <laughs> that's I was like, you know. Yeah, that's true. She's 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 a focused young woman. I you know I covered her from you know her freshman year yeah. at Maryland all the way through, and mm-hmm. then you know now since she's been in the in the league, and you know she just has that smile about her, but you can't tell if that smile is like yo okay, like I got you, or how you doing? You know what I mean? It's hard to delineate what's behind yeah. the smile with. Alyssa I'm Thomas. hoping she's on my team. If <laughs> yes. I ever if I ever cr- come across Alyssa Thomas, I'm a huge Connecticut Sun <laughs> fan and a huge Maryland fan. Like that is, I'll tell her that whatever she is. Uh, 
yeah, I think I think uh, Alyssa Alyssa has um that juice right, but I, I think yeah. they'll be in the seven seed. So it's important to get that five seed. And I think Chicago they should win these last two games, even with mm-hmm. even with what they got. But uh, you never know, you never know. Um, so I think I think Chicago will snag it. But if Phoenix got it again, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. Um, so Connecticut's. Do we both agree on yeah, Connecticut being I, seven? Okay. Yep, I agree seven for Connecticut. Okay, now the now the, now the, the <laughs> to me the toughest spot. <sighs> the eight. eight eight seed. Don't be a homer, but if you <sighs> can be a homer, it doesn't matter. Washington. Now, uh, <laughs> it's just tough because Dallas beat Washington twice, so it's like mm-hmm. it's clearly between the two of those teams, Dallas and Washington, for this eight spot. I mean, I want it to be Washington. I I want them to make the playoffs. I mean, Mike Tebow has only missed the playoffs one time here in DC. And that was in mm-hmm. 2016. And he just has uh, a way to get his team, whoever they are, right. Um, injuries, uh, people not with the team this year, et cetera, et cetera. He has a way of getting them to perform at their best and whatever mm-hmm. that best level is, uh, you know, he gets them there. And whether or not it's, it's been consistent because, you know, you have 22 games to, to uh, iron out everything. And then you, and then powers goes out with the hamstring injury. I mean, there's just so many things that pop up and you have to just continue to shuffle, you know, a deck that that's smaller and smaller every day. It seemed Mm -hmm. for Mike Tebow, but I I just think that um, right now I'm going to have to give it to Dallas because on paper, they have beaten Washington twice in overtime, you know, albeit those games, man, they could have gone either way. Right. But mm-hmm. Dallas did win it. So I'm gonna give Dallas the eight Washington, okay. Washington at eight and a half. Is there eight and a half? <laughs> <laughs> nine, nine, uh, nine for Washington. <laughs> eight, eight and a half still will make the playoffs. <laughs> Too I bad. Mean, yeah. Now I'm with you. I, I just think you need a lot of help. <laughs> Um, and I hate that. I hate when you're a team and, and I think the other teams in the playoffs are, I mean, no shade, no shade to Dallas, as we just mentioned. Yeah, yeah, no question. She yeah. loves, she loves the big games. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brian Agler is a great coach, obviously. Yeah, for no sure. No doubt. However, I think the other teams in the playoffs would rather not see Washington. Like, I just don't, I don't want to see playoff Emma. Right. I don't want to <laughs> see like Maisha, who knows what playoff Maisha Hines Allen's going to look like. like. Right. If I'm another team, like I can kind of plan for what Dallas is going to be. Um, but I don't want to have to plan for Coach Tebow in Washington. And I just think it's it. You know, you gotta win. You gotta win some games. Yeah. Earlier in the season, because when you come down to it, now you need help. Now you yeah. need machinations. Now you need yeah. X, Y, and Z to happen. So yeah, um, I'm with you. I think Dallas makes it in. And if if everything happens the way we just said it does, guys, we're in for a treat it's gonna in be the playoffs I'm so such, excited. A such a treat i can't next wait next week i know next week, i know we talk next week we'll have played a first round oh my gosh like i'm losing my mind already I and mean, we still have days <laughs> to wait for it but man oh geez yeah but i just think you said it when you said uh playoff maisha Hines allen like <laughs> no one wants to see what that could be and that's the truth because I mean, I think she's a lock for the most improved player this year. I mean, oh, Benaja Laney, you know, she was the front runner for me, uh, maybe in the middle of the year, middle of the season, maybe 10, 11, yeah. 12 games in. But then, you know, just 
as of late, I mean, Maisha Hines Allen, like the same energy she had at the beginning because nobody, you know, the mystics knew because they saw yeah. her every day in practice. I saw her in practice. So even if she didn't make the, the court, you know, during games the last two seasons, I saw that she was a worker from day one, her rookie year. I'm like, that kid has guts. She's so strong. She's got great feet. Listen, mm -hmm. so I, I don't know. Like, I think people scouted for her, and then her numbers still made, she still maintained great stat line, but her numbers kind of fell off. I mean, she had that career-high 35 early on in the season. Um, but I think, you know, teams scouted, kind of loaded up on her a little bit here and there, played her differently in terms of putting it, um, some size on her defensively kind of changed her numbers a little bit but now okay she presented who she was there were adjustments made by opponents and then now here she is again mm -hmm. like for me i'm like so you're like a, a flower um a jetting through the concrete right now right. like wait 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 we thought we figured her out yeah you haven't right and so i just think for that reason alone she to me right now gets the edge as as most improved player in, in the league a great a great campaign speech ah, appreciate from christy it. winner <laughs> from christy winner scott for uh i mean the the, the mayish hines allen convention is now started <laughs> on the courtside <laughs> podcast i approve of this message there it is there it is <laughs> i mean uh i won't get into my picks because i know we, and we weren't gonna do that but i just when you said playoff maisha i was like that's intriguing I, I to me. That's intriguing to me. Because what is that going to look like? I want to see. I'm sure Maisha would gladly give up the MIP trophy to get into the playoffs. No doubt about it. Get, no doubt get her into it. the playoffs. I love to see. I love to see it happen. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, like, yeah, like, like we mentioned, next week is the playoffs. I can't yeah. believe the season simultaneously took like three seconds and like three years. Right. <laughs> like, I'm, I've been. I've just been like. Yeah. Basketball has been every second of my life right. for, for the past two months. Um, and I know, you know, I'm like, there's part of me that's like, oh, I'm like tired. Like, I'd love to like not watch basketball for one night. And then there's another part of me that's like, wait, Who's no, playing? I can't not watch a basketball night. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> You're like, let me get this popcorn pop. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and sit down. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. So I think um, – yeah, I think I think that's all I got, Christy. Anything else you want to hit? Any any other campaign speeches you want to make for uh, anyone oh, here? No, I need to marinate on all these <laughs> voting things I have to get ready for. I, I'm not ready for all that. It's gonna be. It's always it's always uh, mind blowing to me uh, how tough it is to vote. And you know when you see all the results of the votes, you're like, oh, okay, they got this, they got that. But when you're trying to figure out what makes one player better for this award than another that i mean i'm telling you what it it takes a while so i'm glad i don't have to do that for a couple days but boy mm -hmm. i mean as excited as i am for for the opportunity to do that it's so um it's so tough you know because you feel like you're slighting people who have worked tremendously hard and it's not yep. personal so it, you've got to find a way to you know figure out what stats mean the most what what wins for the team mean the most where the teams are in the rankings like all of those things factor in to me um 
for for a lot of the awards you know so i I am looking forward to it but i'm also like oh oh my gosh (laughs) it's like you want to jump in the pool when it's hot right but you know it's Mm going to shock your system when you get in but you see it and it looks so inviting so that's kind of how i am with with this voting but um but yeah so many so many dynamic women and and coaches out here and it just makes it it makes it tough to to choose just one that makes it really hard yep it is is. and and you know uh speaking of voting though Mm -hmm. make sure you're registered to vote in like the nat the the actual elections (laughs) because me i i don't have an official vote uh here for the WNBA, so it's pretty easy for me honestly like i just kind (laughs) of throw it out there like you know, whatever. Here, here's all my ballot. You guys can take that for what you will. Uh, when you're, when you, but in real life, guys, everyone needs to vote. It's hey. the most important thing you will do uh, coming up in November. It's something we've mentioned all season long. Absolutely, like social justice. The the thing that you can do right now, mm-hmm. and everyone needs to be doing something every day. Remember that. Mm-hmm. But the yeah. thing you could do right now is, if you're not registered to vote, make sure you're registered to vote. Yeah. If you have friends, if you have family, if you have anyone that is not registered to vote. Make sure they are registered to vote. If you can help them find their polling place and when they can vote, make sure you do that, whether that's mail-in, whether that's early voting. Mm -hmm. Here in Virginia, early voting starts like next week, I think, going the first step. So we're uh, going to be on that. Um, So just, hey, not not everyone gets to have a WNBA Mm -hmm. official vote, but everyone gets (laughs) to have an official vote here in the u.s election so say that uh, gabe say that gabe that's right and go go to ariel atkins twitter she will help you find out what you need to find out about voting every single WNBA team is is putting in effort to help you vote so yeah and it's do it yeah the website is is uh whenweallvote.org so that's a little another resource for everybody but it's your right of course it's your right but it's your responsibility as well and you know i think we all know how how critically important it is on november 3rd to get your voice and your body to the ballot box and and place your vote so i I think that's that's imperative and i love the voices of the WNBA and the nba um who are you know doing their best to get the word out in terms of how to get it done so yeah so that's gonna do it for us courtside gabe i've had a wonderful chat with you once again we just have too much fun sitting courtside and and hopefully soon we'll be able to be actually courtside at a game and and actually having the same kinds of conversations they don't don't let me courtside (laughs) well they will i I yell too much that's all right i'm gonna bring you over there gabe we're gonna sit right there with some popcorn and some uh cranberry juice and um you know with no ice in it yeah we're gonna do that (laughs) but we're going to check you guys next week when the playoffs start for the WNBA. Make sure you join us right here on Courtside with Christy and Gabe on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network. You guys be safe out there, and we'll talk to you again soon. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.